and welcome to Water Matters, a podcast from Euro where we answer your big water questions. Where does it come from? Where does it go to? And what happens to it in between? I'm your host, Caroline Green, and today I'm with my colleague Carla Chiaretti to discuss water services and how these are governed. Carla is the head of policy with Euro and has been working on EU water policy for nearly 10 years. It's great to chat with you today, Carla, about how our water services are governed. Hello, Caroline. Thanks for having me here. You're very welcome. So, Carla, tell us, what exactly are water services? Well, water services are essential services or services of general interest or general economic interest, depending on how each country has uh, identified them. But uh, generally, the definition of water services covers the provision of uh, safe and affordable drinking water that we all use to drink for hygiene and in our everyday domestic uh, activities. And water services are also the services that remove this used water from our homes and treat it to make this water safe to be returned to the environment. How these services are provided and managed differs from country to country. The governance or the management of these water services is covered in a report that we published for the second time last year. In, it's called the Governance of Water Services in Europe. Yes, it is exactly that. And because water services support the sustainable development of our society, but little is known about them. This is also because the infrastructure is mainly underground accessible only to few professionals and also because it is sometimes situated far from cities and urban areas and protected for obvious security reasons. Mm. And one of the most fundamental things that we know about our water services is that these are provided in different ways depending on the country. Yes, the water services organization differs from country to country due to history, cultural heritage and national or local traditions, which uh, of course result in specific uh, regulatory frameworks. And we realized that uh, when a member of the European Parliament, an MEP, or an environment attaché in the Council, or even a European Commission official legislate on water in Brussels, they do that having in mind the way water services are organized in their own country or in the region they come from. They cannot be aware of all the various forms of governance or management models across the EU. And indeed, because while the environmental and the health standards are set at EU level, in various European directives, the way the services are organized and managed, it is a competence of each member state. So the report, the governance of water services in Europe, it, it can help officials, it can help um, desk officers, policy makers to understand how water is governed or managed in different countries. Yeah, um, yeah. Let's pause here for a moment, Carla, and define what water governance actually is. Ah, yes, a uh, good idea. Um, well, water governance is the set of rules, uh, practices and processes through which decisions for the management of water resources and uh, water services are taken and implemented and how decision makers are held accountable. And the concept of governance itself involves all various levels 
EU level, national, local levels, and also various actors that can play an important role, even if they are not decision makers. In the governance report, we try to provide an overview about what kind of services water users or water customers get, how and why they pay for these services, and who is responsible for ensuring that drinking water and wastewater services are safely managed. In the report, we show that water services are managed generally under one of four management models. Yes, to simplify, we distinguish four models. The direct public management model, where the responsible public entity is entirely in charge of service provision and the management. This used to be the predominant model in Europe until the 1990s, I would say. And there are still cases today, like for instance in Switzerland, Austria and Sweden, where water services are managed directly by a dedicated department of a municipality. The second model is the delegated public management, where a management entity is appointed by the responsible public entity, usually with a full public sector ownership and sometimes with minor private shareholding. This is the case in the Netherlands, in Spain or in Italy and in many other countries. The third model is the delegated private management, where a private company is appointed to manage water services under a contract. The municipality usually retains the ownership of the infrastructure and it is, for instance, the way 50% of the French population gets their water supply. And finally, the fourth model is the direct private management model, where all management tasks, responsibility and ownership of water utilities are under private companies, including the ownership of the infrastructure. In this case, public entities limit their activities to control and regulation through independent economic regulators, for instance. Mm -hmm. And this system is in place in few countries in, in, the, in Europe, um, including England and Wales, and a specific case in Czech Republic. Okay, so basically our water services are provided by either a public or a private organisation, usually working with a local or regional public government in a partnership of some sort. Yes. And in most countries we find that there are several management models coexisting where one city or one region is organised in one way while a neighbouring area might have a different management system for their water services. Is that right? Yes, indeed. Indeed, since water services are organised locally at regional or at municipal level, each local authority can choose a different way of managing the services. But in the past 20 years, we have seen a tendency of uh, preferring the delegated management model, both public and private. Okay, and why is water governance or, or how we receive our water services important? Well, I think because water is a scarce resource and indeed um, the EU water law, the Water Framework Directive says in its first recital that water is not a commercial product like any other, but rather a heritage which must be protected, defended and treated as such. If uh, water is a public good, 
it is also true that providing water services is an activity with important technical, economic, regulatory aspects, whether carried out by public or private operators. And Carla, in the report, what are the findings, for instance, on tariff setting? Like, who decides how much we pay for our water services? Well, probably contrary to what you might think, it is the public authorities who are in charge of approving the tariffs, determining the quality of service, as well as setting and enforcing the environmental and health standards. That's really interesting. I, um, I think an awful lot of people don't understand that it's not their local water company that sets no. the price. Yeah, no, it's not. So how much we pay for our water, the tariff, contributes to recovering the cost of providing these uh, essential services almost everywhere in Europe. But in many countries, costs are still covered by a mix of tariffs, transfers and taxes, what the OECD calls the treaties. And the tariff structure differs from country to country, but in the majority of cases, the tariff is made up of a fixed component and a volumetric component. So a set amount you pay to receive the services and then an additional fee is based on how much you use, you, you consume. Okay. But we observe a tendency to set the tariff structure at the national level while the price setting still takes place at uh, the local level. And generally, water tariffs are proposed by the water operator to the competent authority. It could be the municipality, the regional government, the national ministry or independent national regulator for approval. Mm -hmm. In a few cases, customers are involved in this process and in some countries, supervisory bodies carry out a check of the tariff uh, retrospectively. Okay, you just touched on consumers that are ultimately the ones that use the water services and pay for them. How does it work in Europe generally if there's a problem and they need to flag it? Well, depending on the country and how services are organized, Customers have different fora where they can file complaints, for instance. Could be the water utilities customer service, the municipalities. In some cases, there are also specific uh, consumer sports. In other national regulators can be in charge or the ombudsman can be of help. And the next level would be resorting to arbitration or ultimately to, to court, to litigation. Mm -hmm. And so who's responsible for the quality of our drinking water? Uh, the responsibility of uh, ensuring the uh, quality of drinking water is uh, generally entrusted uh, uh, to uh, health authorities, depending on the country. This could be the National Ministry of Health or their regional or local bodies. And then what about the environmental standards for the protection of our water resources, such as our, our rivers and lakes and aquifers? In Europe, the protection of water resources and the setting of environmental standards are usually the competence of the Ministry of the Environment or the river basin authorities or the regional authorities as well as national environmental agencies, for instance. Great, Carla, thank you. I think that gives us a really good overview of how our water services are governed and how we receive the, the water that we drink every day and how the, the water is treated. And 
um, just generally who is responsible for ensuring that all of these standards are met. Um, I know an awful lot of people don't give any consideration to how they receive their water. And um, so it's interesting to know that this is different from country to country. And it's also reassuring to know that our service providers work closely with uh, local, regional and even national governments to supply the water services. It's also good to know that customers can address problems if they have them. Thank you very much, Caroline. You're very welcome. And thank you for listening. You can follow us on Twitter at Euro and ask us your water questions there. That's at E-U-R-E-A-U or visit our website at euro.org. And join us next time when we'll be looking at climate change and water. As the world around us changes, how does this affect our supply of water? Until then, goodbye.